Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. More of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry? Then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? As always, it's your boy Dale in here. Waiting for the arrival of the illustrious Drew Dober, who's going to be joining us here shortly. Um, pretty punctual guy, you know, but then he goes, he gets a highlight reel knockout of Bobby Green. He starts, uh, you know, starts celebrity in me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sure he'll be on here at some point. If not, I'll get a get a text saying, hey, can't make it. But if that's the case, we'll just reschedule. No big deal. But it gives us time. This is the last show of the year 2022 coming to an end from a betting perspective thankfully you know praise the lord man golly let's just get let's get 2022 done with i know there's a lot of sharp folks out there that made quite a bit of money this year and to you i say hats off um we finished the year on a strong note four winning events in a row so thankful for that um but there were some ups and downs 2022 was a weird year right let's talk about it real quick uh when 2022 started, there was somebody else that did the show with me on a regular basis. That is no longer the case. Um, you know, and despite all that, the show grew. Um, it was at Spotify said like 53% over the course of the year. That's just Spotify. Um, man, what a great, what, what a great opportunity uh, to just further build punchless community. Right. MMA Jesus, how many MMA podcasts do you estimate are on YouTube? Oh, geez, oh man. Um, here's the thing. I think podcast is a weird term, right? There's a lot of people that call what they do podcasting, but they don't necessarily put it out on the same podcast mediums. Um, you're talking about like people putting out, you know, just audio version only of their show. I'd say ones that are consistently putting out content, I'd say probably a less than a hundred. I know that seemed like, well, you think lower, but I mean, I, I don't know, man, like they, that are consistently putting out content like every week or for every event. I don't know. Cause I, I try to, I try to check people out, right. See where I measure up against a lot of folks in terms of knowledge or speaking ability or guests or anything like that. And there's a lot of folks that are very hit and miss, man. They put stuff out every once in a while, right. Uh, every three events or every four events, it really kind of takes a certain type of person that has the commitment to be in it for the long haul to continue to put out content each and every week and put out e- content each and every week, except barring a uh, 
family emergency or technical difficulties or something like that. Uh, I've put out a show a week, audio format every, every week for the last four years. So uh, I don't think there's a lot of folks out there that do that. So, um, but it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. I've, 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 again, just full disclosure, I've seen your name popping up more and more MMA. Jesus, I'm going to have to switch over and check you out, man. MMA guru puts out a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying there's, there's people that don't. So let's not do the internet argument thing where we pick people that are contrary to my, what I'm saying. I just, there's not a ton. There's not a ton. Um, I will, as soon as he gets in here, he's going to tell you no, but, um, this, I don't know what the deal is here. Let me, uh, let me get with my man. Let's see here. Hold on. Ready when you are brother. All right, let's see what let's see what we got going on here. Okay. Um, oh, I'm asking if MMA Jesus is MMA guru. Looks like him if it's not. Got you. Okay. Um, yeah, so 2022 coming to an end, 2023. Uh, here's my here's my my thought process going into 2023, right? You got a lot of cappers that are saying they're gonna do this, that, and the other. Um I wonder what we've seen. I wonder if 2020, 2023, if I could get it out, is going to be the year of the storyline, the year of the narrative, the year of the movie, in the sense that without real star power, the UFC seems to be trying to cultivate the, um, the idea of investment in fighters, investment in the story, investment in the why it matters because there's no standalone. There is no Connor right now, right? There's nobody that's like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward in 2023. Uh, I will say that as far as the show goes, be putting out a lot more shows this year, Um, not just the weekly content, but there will be a recap um, periodically, mo- most likely following pay-per-views. There will be a recap. Um, and then we'll also be doing a condensed like best bet version that just talks about um, that just talks about, you know, what I'm betting for the week. Do I think ESPN renews with the UFC? I think they'd be dumb not to, but um, I feel like if I can, think back correctly sort i think i saw a headline earlier today this week yesterday something like that that said netflix might make a push for them which that'd be something amazon prime would be something i don't know if amazon amazon sort of getting their feet wet with it with one right now i don't know if they would try to do both be interesting to see be interesting to see if they try to do both um but we'll see what we we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that um, this last weekend, right? Jared Cannonier, Sean Strickland took place. Very interesting scorecards, right? We've had clearly or Cleary and Diamato had it 49, 46 opposite ways, right? Um, opposite ways, which is, that's something to behold. Now I, I was having this argument, not an argument discourse with, uh, I was on a live stream Saturday with Johnny K picks and addicted to combat and blood money, blood money bets. And my thing with 
with this is they were saying how even the fight was, right? And then like, there's no way you can score it 49-46. But by saying every round is a toss-up and every round is even, there's you can that's how you arrive at opposite 49-46s. And we cashed a split decision play on that fight. I mean, that's what we said uh, or what I said that like there was two fights that we played split decisions on drew and Bobby and um, Strickland and Cannoneer. And it's mostly because Cannoneer and Strickland, neither one of them can get out of first gear ever. Very, I mean, just very rarely they ever get out of gear. I, I would say that Jared Cannoneer was more explosive and fought more aggressively at heavyweight and light heavyweight than he does at 185. He just does not seem to be able to pull the trigger. So I would venture a guess to say, you know, that a split decision was likely there because both guys are just sitting there glorifyingly sparring one another. And that's what it turned into. And Sean Strickland uh, was talking to, um, talking to Nichols, double Nichols um, about this. If Sean Strickland did anything else other than punch, he would have won that fight and would win probably most of his fights. If he just threw the occasional leg kick, if he attempted the occasional takedown, if he clinched against the the cage and just threatened to take, if he literally did anything else, quite literally anything else, he would probably win most of his fights. Because even if unsuccessful, it would give the judges something to look at that gives them another piece of scoring criteria other than pitter-patter, five, six, seven punch combos and hand catching. That's it. Um, There are so many judges in this country, but they keep using the same 15 or so. How did these people get that special status? Where is the new guard? I'm not sure how the commissions work. Um, For boxing, there is a, there is a much larger contingency of folks that uh, are at that elite higher level. I don't know how MMA judging works. I imagine it has something to do with longevity within the athletic commission. And, you know, you become a byproduct of experience, right? Like the same reason why people think Ariel Helwani is a great MMA journalist. He's not. He's just been around for a long time that he's just so established. He becomes synonymous with the position. When you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's it. But if you if you listen to him, he's not particularly a good interviewer. He's not particularly well-spoken. He's not particularly easy to listen to. Uh, and he's really rather abrasive, right? He, he's not good at drawing out anything from his, his interviewees other than like maybe ire or discomfort or anger. Uh, but he's just part of that old guard that's just in, right? Like just in MMA journalist of the year, however many years, for what groundbreaking journalism has been accomplished in that time period. I mean, you, you have a call in show like, like anybody else is trying to do, um, but it's the platform. So there, so I think it's very much the same thing with some of these athletic commissions. And again, pure speculation. I obviously don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but you know, if you're Sal Diamato, Cleary, Cleary, uh, Junichiro Camicho or whatever her name is, and some other folks, you have refereed several dozen, hundred, whatever, you know, or a hundred plus title fights or interim, whatever. So you're going to get that assignment. They're not going to pick up Ben Smith, who 
was the was, you know third judge um at you know cage titans fight championship they're not calling him to do to you know be a judge for Izzy versus Pereira too they're just not going to do that same thing i mean they, they, the same hierarchy exists in referee like you have to you have to log the hours first um and there's only a handful of referees that have that that amount of hours the, those amount of hours logged so um yeah i got to tell you it's the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Producer Jake in the background, you you know this. Drew has never been late, ever. Ever. It's very strange. So, I will say this. He lives in Colorado, so there's a good chance. Inclement weather, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Give him benefit of the doubt. Maybe he fell asleep taking a nap. In his defense, he did just get in a fist fight two days ago. Three days ago. So, maybe... Uh, Maybe he took a little nap. I don't know. So that took place. We had Cannoneer versus Strickland. I don't know what the answer is. Um, I think the, the criteria is too wide, right? And we have too many inexperienced people that that have never fought watching fights and trying to determine who a winner is. Uh, Armin Sarukian taking on Demir Ismagulov. Much will be said about how good Armin looked. I will say this. Armin looked good. I think Demir looked really bad. And what I think, what I when, I when I say that is Demir showed that he has a plan A. And there is no plan B. Like he had he showed no ability to adapt to what was happening in the fight and do anything different. So moving forward, if you have somebody uh that is fighting Demir Ismagulov who feels like they have you know, you feel from a capping perspective or a betting perspective is going to be uh, able to impose their will on him. You really don't have to worry about him alternating to a plan B. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that has something to do with it. Um, <clears throat> I, I would go so far as to say that Demir, depending on matchup might be, might be fade next time out. And I would, I mean, Give me Drew Dober versus Demir. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that all day. Make that fight happen. Uh, Amir Albazi beat Alessandro Costa. Costa made it tough. We knew he would. Um, Albazi got it done inside the distance. We cashed that. Lost on the Julian Arosa money line play. Got head kicked by Alex Caceres. Just one of those things, man. We we knew the, the chin of Arosa was going to be potentially an issue but you know cool breeze alex caceres has never been that guy but damn it his foot is um they put him out so women's science cash again Corey mckenna over cheyenne vlismus there's no reason to play any woman on the planet earth that's over a minus 150 favorite there is no reason to do it at all semmelsberger beat jake matthews initially leaned on semmelsberger there and didn't pull the trigger wish i would have um Nurmagomedov, Saeed, and Saeed Akub. Uh, good fight, man. Uh, Karakamonov did everything he needed to do to win that fight except protect the neck. Uh, Hoffa Garcia and Mahachete, we said Hoffa Garcia, right? That's the dude. I mean, and he went out there and he proved it. He proved it right, uh, you know, despite despite the, um, the cut to the head, man. What a bloodbath that was. Absolutely, yikes. Um, 
producer Jake, I know you didn't watch fights this weekend, but Hoffa Garcia suffered an elbow, a side on side, a cut on the side of his head due to an elbow, right? Um, split his split an artery on the side of his head. Took him two hours to get the bleeding to stop. And then turns out, according to him, now again, every drug addict I've ever met says they've been they died on the operating table and got brought back to life. But but according to Hoffa Garcia, not calling him a drug addict. But according to Hoffa Garcia, he lost 20% of the blood in his body. 20%. You know how I feel after I give like two tubes at the VA, bro? If I lost 20%, the last thing I want to do is be in a fist fight. The last thing I want to do is be in a fist fight. Unbelievable. Um, that's a lot of blood. That's a lot of blood, bro. A lot of blood. Um Astry White called out Turner looking to clear out every black guy in the division. Maybe, I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's it, but uh maybe, you know, it's possible. Uh you can't adapt to Armin in a three-rounder unless you're Islam or Gamrot, who lost. Ooh, parentheses there. Maybe Terry Yush. What's good, Dale? Austin, what's up, buddy? Matthew's not wrestling at all till late round three. Yeah, that's just bad. That's just bad game planning, I think. Bad game planning or like anybody that has some success on the hands where they don't normally have it, they just think that they turn into a, you know, fucking Bernard Hopkins out there. They just want to get all slick with it. You are not that Jake Matthews. You are not that. Um, let's see here. Go over a couple more of these. Not going to. We'll uh, might have to record it separate if something happened where he can't show up. Brian Battle, Renat Fakhradinov. Fakhradinov, man, uh, put it on Brian Battle. Bad, real bad. Fakhradinov looks like uh, a legit, a legit guy that we need to pay attention to moving forward. Manel Cap versus David Dovrak. I had, I saw people on Twitter score that for Dovrak. Am I crazy? I thought that was like an easy Manel Cap win, and there were people that were all over Dovrak saying that he won that fight. I can't. I, I don't. I don't know if I can get on board with that. That doesn't, that just doesn't, that math don't add to me. Um, maybe the damage in round three sort of set the tone for things, right? I, I don't know, man. I watched that fight. I thought Cap, easy. That was they, easy to get that one right. But, you know, there's certain people out there in the Twitter sphere that like to just put shit up so they hope to get on the screen for having contrarian opinions, you know, getting their, their weird scorecard. Um, and then we got Sergey Morozov taking on Journey Newsom. Morozov was, you know, minus what two something, minus three, and he should have been right. He looked the part. Um, I just don't. I still don't know if I can trust him yet. Right. I still. I still don't know if I can trust him yet. We do have Bellator taking and uh, the Bellator Rising um, Christmas Eve, not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve card. I'll probably put out like a separate little little show going over that because there are some good fights there. You got AJ McKee taking on Roberto D'Souza, Patricio Pitbull uh, versus Kleber. You got Juan Archuleta versus Social Kim. You, we got our boy Horiguchi coming back, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens with that. I'm not gonna. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver at all. Um, I know a lot of people are big on, you know. There's Invicta still, and there's some LFA stuff, you know, during this this layaway or this time away from the next UFC event. But when we come back, uh, I think when we come back, the main event is Gastelum versus Imovov. Am, am I wrong here? Or is it Shavkat versus Jeff Neal? Did they give Shavkat the, 
Jeff Neal the main event slot on that, or is it Gastelum and Imovov? I feel like I saw Imovov and Gastelum. So, um, good argument to give Dovrak round one. Depends on how you score the choke at the end. And Cap took round three off on Holiday. He, and, and that's the problem with Manel, right? Is that you have no idea. Like, like again, trying to score a Manel Cap fight is like trying to score a Loyota Machida fight. He just waits and waits and waits explodes and then waits and waits and waits and then explodes and you're like oh my gosh man can we just you always look like you're losing until you have some sort of offense and then it looks like you're winning so i don't i don't know man um but it is what it is right we'll, we'll figure it out all right um just the early look ahead for when we come back uh, on the 14th, Gaslam, Imovov, Imovov, of course, Jeff Neal, Shavkot, Shavkot, um, Kopilov, Punahele, leaning Kopilov, who looks like a more buff. It's look if you gave HGH to Chase Hooper, you would have Roman Kopilov. Dan Ige, Damon Jackson. That's a tough one. Um, looking at some of these other ones on here that. I really like. We get the return of Omar Morales taking on Matush Rebecki. We'll see. Um, and then the return of Jimmy Flick, who, you know, dominant win and then says he's retiring and then realizing, you know, the UFC pays better than people want to give it credit for. So now he's back. Back like he never left, my boy Jimmy Flick. But that being said, um, I have yet to receive a text back from Drew. I'm not going to keep everybody in the lurch here. It if he if he gets back to me and him and I can sit down, I'll just do a pre-recorded one. If you want, if you have something that you absolutely want me to ask him about that, shoot it to me in the DM on Twitter or Instagram, and I will set it aside and we will chit chat about it. Um, I'll ask him about it. Uh, he's never missed anything before, so I'm assuming there's some sort of extenuating circumstance, and it's a week out from Christmas, so. Um, I'm not going to push the issue too much. I hate to overpromise, like I said, and underdeliver to you guys. You're expecting him here, as is tradition, following his fights. But uh, sometimes, you know, stuff gets in the way. That's what life is. And now he's got a pregnant wife, too. So uh, pregnant wife and kids, you know, once a kid shows up, anybody that has any of that knows shit don't always run smooth, man. So um, I'm going to end with this. Uh, two, two things of note, the longtime listener of the show, Tony, his, his newborn son, John, uh, was in the ICU for a good chunk of change. Right. And, um, had RSV, which if you're not familiar, you know, most people that don't have kids aren't familiar with RSV, but RSV is a respiratory issue and it's, it's a bitch, especially in kids. And, um, his son fought it. And he's home now. So um, good on you, buddy. Um, and, you know, like I said before, uh, whenever, you know, I saw your your thing online, uh, as a dad, as a person, um, I, my heart went out to you. I appreciate you. And um, I'm, I'm glad the family's back home. And um, that's his time zone probably got me. Oh, bro, we know about these time zones. We, Central time, Eastern time. We know we're hip to the game at this point. Um, Nichols says Shavkat has never been to the judges. Neil has never been finished. Should be a great fight. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think that I think, I feel like this year more than others, I've 
I've leaned into the idea of trying to meet other people in the space. And this Nichols is one of the sharpest dudes I've, I've met now. It could just be luck. He could have just had a great year. I don't know. 2023 remains to be the same, but I will say this at a certain point, we got to figure something out, you know, where, where we connect on a bigger level other than just chit chatting in the chat. Um, Cause the dude knows his, knows his shit or he knows how to bet or both or anything I can help. Uh, I could use help with. So anyway, uh, what are you saying to me in the chat here, Jake? What do you got here? Jake says, I'm central and I'm an hour behind you. Sorry, mountain time. What, what GMT? Sorry, I, I misspoke. My mistake. He's GMT. He knows what's up. 730, as always. Um, anyway, I will uh, but bid you guys adieu. Uh, like I said, if Drew comes on, we will. Uh, I'll do a if he gets back to me, we'll do like a pre-record thing. If you have something you want me to absolutely ask him, shoot it to me in a DM. I'll make sure that we get an answer for you. If not, um, my my sincerest hope for everyone this year is that you at least got some sort of entertainment out of the show. If you didn't, um, I will try a little bit harder next year to entertain you. I feel like if you watch the show enough this year, if you listen to me enough, you got something out of it, right? If you cashed a slip, anything. If I kept you off a bet, if I put you on a bet, um, if you got a laugh, that's what it's about. Um, my sincere hope for you is that you had a good year. Um, if you didn't have a good year, if you had, um, if you suffered any sort of loss this year, I, I'm hoping that you have comfort going into 2023. Um, there's an idea of if you want something bad enough, you go out and grind for it, you'll get it. I'm here to tell you that doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes sometimes just things are and sometimes they aren't, right? So um, without going into like a big esoteric deep dive into the meaning of the universe, I will say I'm going to end with this. Um, everybody that tuned into the show this year, I appreciate you. Every thumbs down that I got, I appreciate that. Every positive review I got, I appreciate that. Those of you that are uh, continuing to tune in and share, thank you. Um, I hope you have a great holiday season, great Christmas, happy new year. I will talk to all of you guys coming up for the next UFC event. Uh, everything from here between here and there will be pre-recorded. Next live will be the Tuesday prior to the Gastelum Imovov fight. Until then, God bless you. I love you. God loves you. Be good to each other. We'll see you later on.